You're listening to the Small Talk Podcast, covering local business and community in the city of Des Plaines. Hello and welcome to Small Talk, connecting business and community, brought to you by the Des Plaines Chamber of Commerce and Ian Ryan Interactive. I'm your host, Andrea Bewer, the Executive Director of the Des Plaines Chamber. And today's episode, I'm super excited to be talking to Chamber member and real estate expert Mike Stangle with At Properties Christie's International Real Estate. And today he's going to be giving us his expert advice if you are considering selling your home the right way and how to prepare. A little background on Mike. In 1997, he embarked on his real estate journey motivated by his entrepreneurial drive and a desire to help others in an impactful way. Mike is committed to exceeding his clients' expectations and using his vast resources and knowledge of the housing market to guide his clients along their buying and selling journey. Mike has a proven history of helping his clients to achieve their real estate goals. And he is so excited to help you do the same. With a BS in business management and the EPRO designation, as well as his time working at the Chicago Board of Trade, Mike honed his ability to problem solve under high pressure situations and his level-headed and calm approach. Coupled with his decades of experience enables his clients to relax as their success is Mike's top priority. Mike primarily serves the Northwest and North side of Chicago, including the surrounding suburbs. And here is Mike working for Ad Properties. How you doing, Mike? Great. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm really looking forward to discussing a little bit about me and talking about what I do for a living. Oh, that's great. And I know you are a current chamber member. You've been a little bit of a member for over almost a year and a half, two years yeah. now, Mike. So I understand the importance. I was at a different chamber for years, actually was a past director at that chamber. So I understand the involvement of local businesses and getting to know people because it really is just about getting to know people. And you are such a great guy. And I know since the moment you started, everybody really enjoys talking to you. You're so knowledgeable. And I know you've supported several chamber events. So thank you very much. Sure. So let's get right into it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your current company and what made you switch from the Board of Trade to selling homes? Sure. So I had to laugh a little bit when you said the high-pressure Board of Trade. That's why <laughs> you can't see me, but I don't have any current hair on my head. He does not, for the listeners it, that uh, can't see him. It was very stressful. It was fun wow. and stressful all at the same time. I realized that that career was changing and they were bringing in uh, an electronic trading system and we were in the pits we were physically doing the trading so i saw that that was time to leave it was gone and eventually it all closed except for certain pits that are still open so i looked at what allows me to do my time and work with people and real estate really was a great fit so i really enjoyed that so what made you choose at properties christie's international real estate at properties have been around since almost the same amount of time that i've been licensed and i saw that company grow organically over the years and it was competition for me for years right and so i would almost look at them and say well well, you don't want to go there because you want to come with me and my other company and then i realized everything they had and it's just top of the line so their marketing is tops their they are number one in the city of Chicago for a, essentially an independent company. That's a great statement to have. So. Well, I know it's a wonderful company, and they have wonderful people like yourself working for them. So let's just get down to the topic of the why. 
So why should I even consider selling my home in today's market? Sure. So yeah, a lot of people are sitting on uh, 3% mortgage, 4% mortgage. Why would they want to move? Some people think they'd be crazy to move. So I think it goes back to the basics of why you move in the first place. Either your house is too small, it's too big, or you just formed a household. Maybe you're getting married, maybe you're moving in. So these same reasons are going to drive the market. It's just really kind of put a, um, a, a, a stop in the amount of people that list their homes, right? So we see a very small inventory we have for the last couple of years, and I think that's going to continue into the new year here. Okay. So once you determine the why and you decide to sell, what should be the very first thing you do? What's the first step if I'm considering? Right. So there's so many resources now out there on the internet, and it seems like people used to rely on realtors a lot more, theoretically. And the more I talk to people, the more I realize that knowledge is power, but too little or too much sometimes can skew it for people. So really, when you talk to an experienced agent who's been there, who's been on both sides of the coin, they can really guide you to make the right decision. So you really have to be a good personality fit, right? You have to interview the person. You have to make sure that you're going to be doing this. It's one of the most stressful things you'll do in your life, at least on the sell side. And so, even on the buying side, I think now because yeah. that's kind of hard to. But the uh, the sell ones where you're actually making money, so it's a little more sure. you're a little more nervous about that. So making the right fit, interviewing some people, seeing what they're all about, seeing what their online presence is, because that's a big part of it right now. So those are all important factors. What other additional qualities should I look for in a real estate agent? So, so communication is key. The, the big snock on realtors is that they don't communicate properly or they call and they don't get a call back for a day or two. So finding somebody who's really going to respond to you or at least set up guidelines for what they're looking for. You know, when I started in the business, I was at a big company in real estate and I saw this one agent keep getting award after award and I look around the office and I see all these awards and I went up to the agent and I said, why? Do you get all these awards? Why are you better than everybody else? And she said, I call people back within five minutes or 20 minutes, right? And that's important. And I didn't really expect that answer. I was thinking like, well, I'm superior. I'm knowledgeable. I know everything. And she said, I call people back. And so I'm sure in your industry and just like in mine, when you call somebody and they don't call you back, you're like, why didn't you call me back? You know, we we need to talk about something. So that is is a key thing. And I think that people, as, as clients go through the process with me, they realize what I'm doing for them and how I'm making it easier for them, which is kind of hard to articulate before you get to know somebody really well. Right, because sometimes you don't know if they're going to call you back. That's They'll right. call you back in the beginning, but that might change. That's right. Well, so how should I go about selecting one? Like, is there a place that... You know, obviously you're with the chamber and you have several real estate agents that are part of it, but really there's a lot of great people out there. There are. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to really kind of sift through it. A lot of people ask their friends, right? I would advise, the biggest thing I've seen, which is a red flag is, oh, my cousin just got into the business. Of course, we don't want to take business away from that cousin, but the person needs to have either a mentor. There needs to be some type of guide there. So going with somebody experienced, it could be a double-edged sword. If you get somebody who's too big, they might not make time for you. You just might be another person on their roster. So you really have to find out what that communication is going to be like. What is the track record? Not to say you can't help new people in the business because people want to do that, 
But that's a big decision. So you Should really, they have a following? Should you go online? There are certain people who do that, and I think it's more just to find out how that agent operates, right, and to see what they're all about. Is it all about me, 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 or is it about how can I serve and how can I get the job done? I think that's important. So follow-up and just getting the right fit. Yeah. So, okay, I picked out my agent. I picked out Mike. Yes. And we're that's, ready to go. Where do I begin? Okay. Do I clean my house? Do I, what, what do we do? Well, I think if you hire me, the first thing we do is we have a meeting and we talk and we see. And what you might think is valuable, others people might not feel or vice versa. You might not think there's value. And so that's going to be my job to go through and to really have a game plan and to say, this is what we need to do to get the house ready. It really depends on the house. You know, if you're selling a relative who's passed away house, it might present itself differently from your house that is great and you just redid the kitchen and the baths, mm-hmm. right? And so every situation is going to be individualized. Okay, so we're going to make an individual plan so I'll know where I'm going to begin because having an agent like yourself, you're going to get me organized and where we start. That's right. So we do this as obviously you're working for me, I'm hiring you. What should my expectations be from the agent once we go to market? Right. And that's really important because so many times you hear stories of, okay, we got the listing, you did the photos, and then we never hear from you again. Right? I, and I was a managing broker for a while, so I would get the complaints of clients calling on their agents, complaining mm-hmm. about them. So I heard this all the time. So I think it's really important to say, listen, we're going to talk every Monday at such and such a time. Or how do you like to communicate? You want me to email you or text you after every single showing? How do you want to handle that? And so you have a game plan and expectations up front. And then when things happen, it's not, oh, the agent stinks or the agent's terrible or I'm going to fire you or the market's doing this or the market's doing that. You're a team. And so I think it's important what they expect because some people are like, don't bother me. Just tell me when you got an offer. And other people are like, how do they like it? Did they, yeah. What do they think about the drapes? <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, they didn't like the drapes. Well, then they're the worst people in the world. No, 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 they still might buy your house. So, right, every situation is different about that. So is there any other tips and tricks I should know about that we didn't discuss before you start showing my house? Yes, that's a great question. So the most important thing is to, and I'm going to say this and you might not believe it, but it's to listen to your agent first. And so I've been doing this for over 25 years, and people are like, well, my friend says this, and my cousin said this, and that might not be bad or it might be bad. And so what is the perception in the marketplace? The agent's going to have the best handle on that. When we go to market, there's going to be other brokers calling me to say, hey, what's up with this house? When can we get in? What's the features of the house? And I'm going to have the best knowledge to say what to say and what not to say, right? So I think listen to the agent, have a game plan, and, you know, yes, you're watching HGTV, and yes, you've gone on the Internet and you've looked at everything and everybody's an expert, but there are certain things to do and certain things not to do. So the baking of the cookies, you don't have to necessarily do that, but you definitely don't want to stop smoking if you smoke in your house, right? And sometimes that's an obvious thing, and some people can't deal with that, especially with animals. Some animals smell, and you walk in, and people who buy a house don't want any bad smells. Mm -mm. But people who live in that house, and they love that animal, they get offended sometimes. Right, and they don't smell it. (laughs) They don't smell it. Like, trust me on this one. You want to do something to make it neutral when they come in, so... 
Okay. So let's say I get an offer. Is there anything that you could talk about, like how that process works on the house, like from an agent to a buyer to help people streamline that? That's right. So nowadays it's great. Everything can be done electronically. However, you want to know exactly what you're getting involved with. So obviously there'll be attorney involved in Illinois. We use attorneys on both sides. And we're going to explain it so that you understand everything that you're getting involved in, right? It's not just about the price sometimes. And it's easy to get, look at, let's say you have multiple offers, which is very common nowadays. You look at the price, you're like, oh, I want to go with that one because it's the best price. It's not necessarily at every time. You want to close. And so my goal is what can we do to close? Obviously, we want to get the most money for the mm-hmm. seller. But just being almost fooled by a, maybe an unrealistic price, it's got to appraise. Right? right, or maybe there's other contingencies that we have Can to look at. I have a question at. on that. Yes. So let's say you take the higher offer, yeah, and it gets appraised for less than that offer. Yeah. Legally, do you have to go down in that offer or in that acceptance? So typically, and I say typically because usually a buyer's agent or a buyer's attorney will write this in there, like, "Hey, they have the right to cancel if it doesn't match up." Right. Now, back in the day, meaning before this market that's been really seller heavy. Because what if it doesn't match? Because obviously they so kind of know. So there's a couple of different options, yeah. right? Yeah, you can get another bank and do another appraisal, which okay. people generally don't like to do. You can go to the appraiser and say, hey, we think you missed it here. And the appraiser is going to say, well, wait a minute. This is my job. You do your job. I'll do my job. Okay. You could have five appraisers give you five different answers for a price, right? So I think people say, well, my house appraised for X. And therefore, it's worth X. Well, that's just somebody's opinion. But if the you know? bank from who's doing the loan yeah. from the other people, so, there's so nothing you could do. There's a couple of different things. And what's going on in the last few years is when there's so much competition, it's up to the buyer then maybe to bring those extra funds. Okay? Before all this craziness, you would negotiate. You'd say, well, let's say you're $20,000 off. Maybe we'll meet in the middle at 10 or maybe we'll do 5 or 15 Right? Sometimes now it's like, do you want the house? Yes or no, because if you don't, there's five other people that do, and they'll pay the price. So these are a lot of factors, but when the decision is made, when you're the seller and you decide, I want to take this offer, that hopefully has been explained to you that there are some risks here, right? And sometimes there's a house that doesn't have comps, right? Or if we're in an upward trend, well, how are you ever going to get a higher price if every comp is below that price? So there has to be discussions. You have to talk to the appraiser make them understand what's going on. And some appraisers could care. I, I've told an appraiser, hey, we've got six offers, and the appraiser's like, I don't care. And I right. said, okay. Where other appraisers are like, okay, that's important information because that's demand, and right. somebody else is willing to pay more, right? Okay. So, so hope that helps. That does. So okay. 25 years, I'm sure you have lots of stories, yes. good, bad, and ugly. Yes. Is there any particular celebration or a story that you've had that – really fueled your soul and I know I'm putting you on the spot no, here. <laughs> you're, you're putting me on the spot but that's good. I think the biggest thing is when somebody is really happy with the job because it's so stressful and the last thing you want is someone to feel that they didn't sell for the right amount, right? You undersold me or why didn't it sell for what I thought? Sometimes it's people get more than what they thought, right? And those people love you, right? Oh my right, gosh, they can't right. write enough good things about you. So I think for me, it's when the people are happy, whether it's a family selling because somebody's passed away or there's a move into a nursing home 
or whether they just didn't realize they, that they got that. Sometimes, going back to what we said earlier, let's say you're interviewing agents and you go with the agent that gives you the highest price, right? That's not necessarily it, just like in an offer. So you have to really look at everything. But So back to your, your point here, for me, there's no specific incident that sticks Stick out of me. Yeah. It's just that, okay, when you get the good win and the people are really happy, that's what I really... I know I like to get paid and I get paid for my job, but that is just as rewarding to me knowing that they're happy that I was involved and it wasn't just a computer blip or a screen, that it was actually me doing a job to help them get Selling that. Selling it and yeah. having the success. That's exactly. awesome. So I know, as we mentioned earlier, you've been part of the chamber for a while and you've served on a board yeah. of other chambers. How is being a part of an organization like this or maybe other nonprofits, has that helped you personally and professionally? So first of all, it's whatever we can do to give back to the community. So just like the uh, the displays chamber has that food fight thing, yes. right? That's yeah, it's really, coming up. That's yeah. really cool. And that, when I heard that last year, I was like, okay, this is really cool. This is something I've not really never. Everybody hears about food drives, but right. this is like competition to to give the most, right? Which is kind of cool. And I think it's just meeting everybody because, ev- especially for me, everybody's got a need to move, right? Whether it's you or it's right. your cousin or a friend, mom and, and dad, so downsizing. I've gotten business meeting people, them getting to know me and them trusting me to do their real estate out of the chambers because these are all business owners for the most part, right? right? And so that has been the biggest thing for me. It's not necessarily, oh, have the community look at me per se. Mm -hmm. It's getting to know these people in the chamber, what they do for the community and then having them trust me with their work. So, Well, as I said, you are a wonderful giver and definitely networker and you do such an amazing job, Mike. How can our listeners contact you if they have questions sure. on what you talked about or if they're selling or buying their home? So my last name is Stangle, which nobody ever spells correctly, regardless, even though it sounds relatively simple. So I wisely named my website Stangle Sells Chicago. So think of it this Love way. It. It's Saint Angel. So S-T-A-N-G-E-L. So it's Stangle Sells Chicago. That's my website. You can contact me there. You can also call me or text me on my cell, which is 773-203-1559. Or you can email me at mikestangle at adproperties.com. So or visit the chamber, dpchamber.com, and you'll find Mike yes. right up there. Yes. Well, thanks. And one thing I wanted to add, and we didn't really talk too much about it, was that I did raise, and me and my wife raised, we raised six kids, and people look at us funny like, six kids? Are you crazy? But it's been fun. They're all buddies with each other, right? Yeah. They all fight, and they're all friends. So my wife works locally at a school in Des Plaines. And so we've been in the community for almost seven years now. I've been on the northwest side my whole life and the north side. So it's great being here. It's great being part of the community. It's great being able to participate in these events and just to get to meet everybody. And I can't believe, I was really blown away with the size of the displays chamber, how many people oh, are in thank it. thank you. Because I wasn't used to that on my old one. It was really small. Oh, so, yeah. we're trying, we're trying. Well, again, thank you so much for being with us today. And it's wonderful to have a real estate agent who actually lives in the area, knows the area, and does a wonderful job like you have. Great. So thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. 